brought to you by Charity Mobile, the phone company that sends 5% of your monthly plan price to your favorite charity. No contracts, nationwide coverage, risk-free guarantee. Learn more at CharityMobile.com. You know, it's been a while since I cited Rorate Chele on anything in the news, and that's not because I have anything against Rorate Chele. Far from it. They do good work over there, and have been going after the modernist and Francis church for far longer than I have. Lately, my topics of interest have been in that intersection, that sort of meeting place between secular politics and the church, as we saw with that story about the U.S. government trying to snuff out the light of Christ in chapels in Catholic hospitals, or that FBI story that just never really is going to go away anytime soon. But Rorate Chaley had two insanely important stories this week that need to be covered, and they are inseparably related. As it turns out, we've been right this whole time. We traditionalists have been right this whole time. As the first story from Rorate Chaley makes clear, we have been right when we've said all along that Francis's animosity towards traditionalists is purely ideological. In other words, this is purely political for him. He honestly doesn't care about the smells and bells and the aesthetics of the traditional mass. It's the rest of it that matters to him, the real meat and potatoes of the conflict, what that mass and the theology of it represents, and how that's a threat to the new church he's building. And in the second story from Raticelli today, you see that the most absurd manifestation of this ideological push for Francis, when his henchmen in Rome tried to force one of the most iconic traditionalist events in the world to adopt the Novus Ordo Mass, with predictable results. Let's dive into our stories today by starting, starting with the admission from Francis that he is in fact an ideologue and a modernist. Headline from Rorate Celli. Francis confirms his hatred for the Latin Mass is ideological, since the greatest, quote, danger in the church today is, quote, reaction against the modern, and criticizes the liberality of John Paul II and Benedict XVI. So liberality in this context means generosity or tolerance, meaning he doesn't like that Benedict and John Paul II put up with us meanie-headed traditionalists and, and, you know, gave concessions to our forebears in this battle for by doing things like, you know, sometimes holding up basic Catholic orthodoxy on the question of the day or, you know, admitting that canonically the traditional mass had never actually been abrogated and that it had always been allowed and that bishops should stop getting in the way of that. That's what Francis means when he critiques when he critiques his two immediate predecessors for their liberality. He's not critiquing them for being liberal in the political sense of the word, far from that. He's critiquing them on being so generous with us traditionalists. And that ain't even been said. The Rorate Celi article is just a quote from his address to Hungarian Jesuits made this past week. It includes a question which reads as follows, quote, The Second Vatican Council talks about the relationship between the church and the modern world. How can we reconcile the church and the reality that is already beyond the modern? How do we find God's voice while loving our time? End quote. That's a good question, and I don't know how any Catholic loves our time, but it is a good question, and it's one of the main avenues for attack made by traditionalists who point out the absurd statements made by the Council about the modern world, including my favorite from Gaudium et Spes, which claimed that in the 1960s we had a better understanding of human dignity than at any time in human history. Yeah, that happened in the aftermath of World War II and just a few years before a certain Supreme Court case in the United States showed that that was, in fact, not even close to being true and was on its face, just an absurd statement. But that statement was the ideological foundation on which so much of the Vatican II and its revolution in the church rests that the statement has to be defended 
by those who defend the status quo in the church that emerged from it. And Francis does it himself here. So his answer to the Hungarian Jesuits on this question, quote, I wouldn't know how to answer that theoretically, but I certainly know that the council is still being applied. It takes a century for a council to be assimilated, they say. And I know the resistance to its decrees is terrible. There is incredible support for restorationism, what I call inditurismo, backwardsness. As the letter to the Hebrews says, quoting chapter 10, verse 39, but we do not belong to those who shrink back. The flow of history and grace goes up from the roots upward like the sap of a tree that bears fruit, but without this flow you remain a mummy. Going backwards does not preserve life ever. You must change, as St. Vincent of Larens wrote in his combinatory, here we go again, when he remarked that even the dogma of the Christian religion progresses, consolidating over the years, developing with time, deepening with age. But this is a change from the bottom up. The danger today is inditrismo, the reaction against the modern. It is a nostalgic disease. This is why I decided that now the permission to celebrate according to the Roman Missal of 1962 is mandatory for all newly consecrated priests. After all the necessary consultations, I decided this because I saw that the good pastoral measures put in place by John Paul II and Benedict XVI were being used in an ideological way, to go backward. It was necessary to stop this inditrismo, which was not in the pastoral vision of my predecessors." End quote. Now there you saw him misquoting St. Vincent of Larens again. I have been for the last year or so on this channel recording St. Vincent's work, the combinatory for, again, for this channel, and we've worked our way through most of it. And reading it, or listening to my reading of it, makes something pretty clear that Francis actually never read St. Vincent, because if he did, he'd know that the doctor of the church was talking about people like him and what he is doing, pushing for progress in the church. Francis is literally flipping the logic of what St. Vincent says in that book on its head, because St. Vincent was writing against Francis's position and the position of people like him in his own time. Francis was flipping that logic on his head by using St. Vincent as a justification for his own errors. But also notice something. The reaction against the modern is a danger to the faith. The reaction to the modern, that going backwards away from the modern. I guarantee you that Francis knows what he's saying there. He knows that theologically speaking, invoking the term modern is very loaded. He knows that his critics call him a modernist. He knows that modernism is a condemned ideology and heresy, and that everything he said in that statement was classic textbook modernism, which among other things makes the claim that developing dogma is a good natural thing which is true, but not in the way the modernists say. It's complicated by the Catholic answer is that the truth of the faith does develop over time, becoming clearer, but remaining fundamentally the same through history, unchanged. It is simply true that Catholics today profess nothing that Catholics from the second century wouldn't have believed, but that's not what modernists believe. They believe that the church now has a better understanding of human dignity. I can't say that without laughing than it ever did before, hence why documents like Nostra Aetate exist, or why the church's teaching on marriage has changed with Amoris Laetitia, or why you're likely to see at some point some parody of the sacrament of holy orders invented for women. That's what they mean by development. They mean change. How often do we hear them say the church must get with the times? And they say that resistance to change is a threat to the church. That's what Francis says. Change into the modern is good, according
according to Francis, making the truth subject to whatever the calendar says at the time. It's a remarkable admission he's making because he's admitting to being a modernist when he says it, and I'm very glad Rotte Celli posted that extract. Now with that understanding, let's turn to the most hilariously tone-deaf act Francis Church has made this week. Also from Rotte Celli, we get the headline, The Chartres Pilgrimage Despite Pressures We Will Always Keep the Traditional Mass. It is our raison d'etre. The following quote comes from an interview with the president of Notre-Dame de Chrétiens, uh, apologies for the pronunciation, by the way, I did my best there, which is one of the parishes in France key to the pilgrimage. If you've ever watched the great Michael Matt's Remnant TV videos, this is the same pilgrimage that he goes on pretty much every year. But our story is this. Rome demanded, in the name of Traditionis Custodis, through some bishops, that the Chartres pilgrimage adopt the Novus Ordo Mass and abandon the traditional Mass. If you don't know anything about this pilgrimage, you might not think it's a big deal. But this is the kind of de facto traditionalist pilgrimage that happens every year. It's like the official one. This demand was a non-starter, to put it mildly. Here's the quote from the president of the parish on the pressures they've been put under to adopt the new mass instead of the traditional mass. Quote, Everything came with Traditionus Custodis in 2021. We should not generalize. Some bishops are very friendly and hold the same positions as we do. But it is true that we are under Episcopal pressure. We are asked to normalize ourselves, to use the modern liturgy. But the traditional liturgy is part of our raison d'etre, of our vocation. A whole pedagogy is inscribed around this liturgy alone, as we are showing this year with our theme, by relying on the elements that characterize the traditional Mass. The propitiatory sacrifice, the priesthood of the priest, we insist on these points of the Catechism, and we use the traditional Mass to shed light on everything that characterizes the Catholic Mass. To want to change the liturgy is to eliminate one of the charisms of the Christian pilgrimage. However, there are other pilgrimages. There is no need to change what works. We can see it in the number of vocations that flourish each year. It is very unwise to want to put such pressure. All the more so, it annoys the unfortunate organizers. End quote. Yes, it is a group of unnamed bishops trying to do this, hence why I say it's Rome, because it's always Rome behind this stuff, and they're just working through the bishops. Most of the bishops, especially in France, at least it looks like, would be fine to leave the pilgrimage alone, and honestly, not implement Traditionis Custodis at all if they could get away with it. As you might know, outside of the United States, France is like the big place for traditional Catholicism. But the bishops are getting pressure to fully implement Traditionis Custodis, which means burying everything preconciliar, which means making sure the pilgrimage adopts the modern outlook of the church with its man-centered orientation and its allegedly better understanding of human dignity than the traditional liturgy. And if that logic makes any sense to you, by the way, then you are smarter and wiser than I am on this whole notion of human beings having a better sense of dignity than our forebearers did. I don't understand the claim because it's on its face absurd. But maybe I'm wrong and Francis and the unnamed bishops are right. Maybe traditional Catholicism is opposed to everything modern, and somehow that's a bad thing. Aside from gadgets and a few comforts, I do fail to see what is so great about modernity, but again, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe you can enlighten me. So let me know in the comments, please, what is so great about modernity, aside from a few gadgets and creature comforts? What is Francis really just throwing caution into the wind and admitting that he is essentially a modernist, that he finds the attacks on modernity to be a problem? Let me know what you think of this in the comments, please. Like and subscribe if you haven't. It does help, as does sharing this on social media. It helps a lot, too. As always, pray for the church. 
I'm Anthony Stein. Ave Maria.